0: Hi everybody, this is Jen Shaughnessy with The Makeup Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about um, doing makeup for clients. This is a great show for students or professionals or people just interested in the industry wondering, um, you know, is this something I should get into or how can I better serve my clients? One thing I will say is regardless of how skilled you are and how much makeup you have, You will retain most of your clientele, actually 85% of your clientele will be retained based on their experience. Only 15% of that is skill. So you could be the best makeup artist in the world, but if you are a horrible person to be around or you're a disaster and everything is messy and the cus- the client has a terrible experience, they're not gonna come back regardless of how good you are. So you wanna make sure that everything is pleasant. You want all of your brushes clean, everything should be organized. A good idea is to have a clean placemat on your working station to place their products on and the brushes that you're going to use on them. Um, it doesn't hurt to wipe it down in front of them so it's nice and clean and they can see that it's been cleaned Um, or at least if they have that smell and they know it's clean they're going to be more comfortable than if you're working out of your kit and it's super messy and they're just watching you struggle with setting up for them so that's the first thing make sure your workstation is clean If you don't have a placemat, um, you can always pull out clean paper towels and set it on paper towels, or you can use the salon towels as long as there's no stains on them from hair color. That's something that you could do too. All of your brushes should have been previously cleaned before your client gets in your chair, unless you're doing back-to-back appointments and your previous appointment ran late and they are in a rush to get in your chair. Um... They don't mind seeing you clean the brushes. It is a good opportunity for you to discuss how to clean brushes. And that's also an opportunity for you to upsell a brush cleaner, adding more service dollars onto your service and then also, you know, a a commission if you're working in a salon that provides commission or if you are an independent um, booth renter, then it's just more money in your pocket. So I highly recommend that you have brush cleaner for sale. One of my favorite brands is Japanesque. It's easily attainable by independent contractors and freelancers. It's not a huge buy-in for your minimum, and it's not a huge buy-in for um, your replenishing orders. So that's a brand to look into, Japonesque. Um, they make a couple different kinds of brush cleaners. One is a spray. One is a spray with a rose scent, which if you're super sensitive to fragrances, um, maybe it's not the best idea for you. There's also a solid brush cleaner, which is good for the kabuki brushes. So I usually spray the kabuki brushes like the flat top foundation brush first, um, wipe it down, then wipe it in the solid brush cleaner, and then wipe it out again. So that's, that's another tip for you, you know, have products available instead of bullshitting about like daily life and, what's going on in the world and celebrity gossip, you should really be talking about products. You are a professional. They're coming to you because they want to learn about makeup, even though they're just sitting in your chair for an appointment. They want to talk about makeup. They want to talk about how to do their makeup better. So like I said, these are great opportunities for you. Number one, you're educating them when they retain information from you and they learn from you, they're more likely to come back to you to get more. Adding to a great experience, adding to customer retention, and keeping those clients in your chair as opposed to going to someone else's chair. So once your brushes are clean and you're ready to rock and roll and do the appointment, you want to talk about where they're going. What are you wearing? Where are you going to? Do you know what the lighting is going to be like? Do you know how you want your makeup to look? If they don't know how they want their makeup to look, You could ask more intriguing questions like, okay, well, how do you normally wear your makeup? Is that something you want to do tonight? Because I can do that, but I would recommend that we go a little bit darker, a little bit heavier so that in photos it shows up better and so that in the dark it shows up better. If they have no idea, show them some pictures you know, if they're, if they're really, really natural when it comes to makeup, especially event night where they're going to be really anxious and self-conscious about how they look, is not usually the best night to push boundaries really far. You may be able to, you know, get them comfortably to try a darker lip color or darker blush color, a little bit darker than the eyes. But I wouldn't do anything super dramatic unless they're specifically asking for that because it might throw them over the edge and it might make them really uncomfortable and self-conscious all night long. So those are things to think about in terms of like how their personality is, how comfortable they are switching out of their comfort zone, and um, other options for how you can change their makeup. While you're doing the the customer service, and the actual makeup application, I would highly recommend that you talk to them about um, what you're doing. Like I said, I always highly recommend doing eyes first. It always makes a mess. And if you're a creative person, you don't need the restriction of having to be clean. So you know, throw that eyeshadow on there, clean up underneath the eyes. Then, you know, when you're done with the eyes, then you can move forward into the concealer and complexion application unless they have something wrong with their skin and they say to you that they want their face done first. If you're noticing that they have some skin issues, that's a good opportunity to ask them, you know, is everything okay? Are you having any allergic reactions to anything? Do you know that certain products bother your skin? Because you definitely don't want to put that on them if they are or if they notice that something is irritating them. They could have celiac disease, they could have lupus, they could have another autoimmune disorder that's just causing their skin to be red and inflamed. So in that case, a lotion or a foundation that's a cream-based foundation with dimethicone is a really good product to put on the skin. It's a topical anti-inflammatory, so it calms the skin down, it minimizes the redness, and it heals it at the same time that it's providing coverage if it's a foundation. So that's a great product to keep in your kit. Um, Aveeno Baby Lotion is a lotion that has dimethicone in it. It's kind of heavy, but for one night, it's, it's really not an issue to use. It's just not a product I would recommend using every day on the skin because it might clog the pores and it might cause breakouts. But at least um, it's kind of like your primer if you want to use it. So with this product, you don't need a primer. Dimethicone is a primer. And some of your primers might have dimethicone in it. So that's an option for you to use, like I said, as a topical anti-inflammatory for the skin. Now, once you're done prepping the skin and providing the complexion coverage and blush and contour and highlighter and whatever else you're going to do, Um, It's important to ask questions while you're going through this. You know, how do you like your foundation? Do you like a full coverage? Do you like a light coverage? How do you like it to feel after it's done? Do you like it super dry? Do you want it to be wet and dewy looking? These are questions that you should be asking your clients, um, whether they are going to a wedding or they're just in your chair in the student salon at school or you're just learning your friends. You really should get into the habit of the investigation process with every client that you do because it's just going to make you a better artist and it's going to give you the tools that you need to provide amazing customer service and retain customers. Now, a lot of people think it's kind of like uh, you should do whatever you want, but You know how that is. You've gone to a hairstylist that didn't listen to what you wanted to do or didn't even care to ask you what you really wanted and you left there unhappy and you've never gone back to that stylist because you didn't get what you wanted. So this is where the investigation process is really important. You know, a pre-consult doesn't hurt. You don't have to meet with them in person. If they come to you in the salon, all it takes is five minutes. If they shoot you an email, it's just a couple emails back and forth, or they can call you ahead of time. And it's just important to know, you know, what is it that you're looking for? What kind of event that you're going to? What kind of a makeup look do you want? Because then you can also ensure that you have the right products to achieve this kind of look in your kit. And if you don't already, then it gives you ample time to look ahead and plan your shopping trip so that you get the right products that you need. As far as the right products go, aside from makeup, you're going to want disposable products too. I highly recommend makeup wipes or makeup remover with a lint-free cotton pad to wipe any sort of fallout from the eyeshadow off, or if you make any mistakes, you can clean it up super easily. Then you're going to want disposable eyeshadow wands, disposable lip wands if you're using gloss out of a tube, and you're also going to want Q-tips, eyelash glue. I highly recommend using latex-free eyelash glue because you never know when someone is going to develop a latex sensitivity or if they have an allergy that they don't yet know about. So um, those are really important. If you're working on set, you're going to want to use some um, dental picks. You also want to give those to your prom girls because they're not very good about um, you know noticing that they have stuff in their teeth yet. So that's something to keep in mind. You're also going to want a couple of hair clips to keep hair out of the face if they don't have an updo already that don't have teeth on them so that when you go to pull the hair back, there is not a, uh, a mark from a gator clip or, or something that has teeth in it. So those are, are definitely hair clips that you want to avoid. Now, um, in terms of finishing, you want to have your client take a look. How do they feel? What is their first reaction? What's, the, what's your gut reaction on how they feel? If they're like, oh my God, I love it, then you know that you did a great job and you provided exactly what they wanted and there's nothing else that needs to be done. If they're silent or they just look unhappy, ask questions. Is everything okay? Is there anything you want me to change? Do you want me to make it darker? Do you want me to make it brighter? Is there something that's bothering you. Let's fix it. Don't ever take anything personally. This is your art, but it's not for you. It's for someone else. Someone is basically commissioning an art piece for themselves and they want it to look how their vision is. If they have a specific vision, they're going to be pretty particular and there's nothing wrong with that and you should never take it personal if there is something that they want you to change. It doesn't matter. Change it. Don't put up a big stink. Don't fight with them. Because again, if you're being that kind of stylist, that's a rock star stylist, nobody's going to want to come back to you. And if you want to be successful in this industry and you want repeat clients and you want referrals and you're hungry to work, you need to provide the client with exactly what they want. So just to summarize, um... Basically, what we've gone over today is how to prepare for an appointment, how to provide amazing customer service for an appointment, how to give a client what they want. Now, we need to talk about how to close your appointment. When you're done with your appointment, I would highly recommend giving three or four business cards out to your client to say, I'm always looking for new people. Please send me referrals. If you know anybody that needs their makeup done in an upcoming event, um, and please think about me next year for your next event or your gala or whatever it is that they're going to next year. Um, you could start a referral program. Some salons love to do that, some salons don't. So it's really up to you and your salon manager how you feel about a referral program. If someone is sending you 10 to 20 clients, I would definitely recommend giving them a free makeup appointment, um, because it's definitely worth it. Um, you could take $10 off of every service for every person they send to you. That's not a bad idea either. So when you put, um, when you give them their cards, just write their first name on it, that way you know when they come back to you, when the referrals come back to you, you know who they came from. So that's pretty much it for today. Um, We can get into how to organize yourself, how to book, how to price at another time. That will be a follow-up podcast that I do. So if you have any other ideas you want me to cover, any topics you want me to go over, or you want me to go in-depth about something we already started but you just didn't get enough out of it, um, let me know. I'm always available to chat on Instagram at Jen Shaughnessy Makeup. I have an email address and a website, com and jenshaughnessy at gmail.com. Those are pretty much my three favorite methods of communication. I am on Facebook, but I don't really check it that often and I don't have Messenger installed on my phone, so it's not a preferred method of communication. And if you do message me there, it will take me a while to get back to you. So I definitely recommend email and Instagram over anything else. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you like today's show. I'm getting a microphone for Mother's Day. Yay! So there will only be a couple more shows where the audio quality is not very good. I'm still doing them on my phone right now now with my earbuds and, um, starting next week, I will be doing them from the computer with a blue Yeti microphone. I'm so excited. So thanks so much and have a great day, everyone.